Welcome to Senior Straight Talk with Phyllis Heyman, a collaborative podcast with Pass It On Network. This program is brought to you by all of Community Services. Seniors deserve to have a fulfilling life with dignity and respect, but as we transition into our elderhood years, this doesn't always happen. Join us today as we discuss some of the most important issues that seniors face and provide much-needed answers to your questions. Now, here is Phyllis Amon. Welcome to Senior Straight Talk, presenting informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. I'm Phyllis Amon, here as your host once again. The library of all of the episodes, beginning from September 2019, can be found on the Voice America Empowerment Channel under the name Senior Straight Talk, and also can be found on popular podcast platforms. The show is also syndicated on the Voice America Influencers Channel. So please remember to like, click, and share the episodes. For those listeners who are in what I call SOS mode, stressed, overwhelmed, and stretched, I'll be launching a new free caregiver distress recovery challenge in the upcoming months, helping caregivers find a path to bringing much-needed self-care into their daily routine. It features empathy, my registered trademark, which is also the basis of a self-care commitment letter and teaches strategies from my proprietary framework for self-care, self-kindness, self-compassion, and self-forgiveness. Strategies that will help you feel recharged and re-energized as you face life's challenges. We all have them. Family members considering taking on the role of caregiver or those just beginning the caregiver journey can find valuable information in my course, A Caregiver's Guide to Caregiving the Basics. Watch out for notifications on the Senior Straight Talk host page for information on receiving the course. There will also be information on my website, phyllisamonassociates.com. My latest book, Think Big, was released May 17th on Amazon. It features my story, my big vision, about how to shift our ideas about aging and older adults and the value they have in our lives and in society. I'm honored to be included in this book alongside the iconic and legendary Brian Tracy, entrepreneur Bob Bodine, and many others. The book is published by Kyle Wilson, president of Jim Rohn International. So I hope you'll grab a copy on Amazon. The many stories included in the book can inspire and motivate you in your business and positively impact your own personal development and growth. My book, Dignity and Respect, Are Our Aging Parents Getting What They Deserve, is available on Amazon in both paperback and ebook formats. But now you'll be able to get a free copy when you visit www.freeagingparentbook.com. Look out for notifications on the Senior Straight Talk show page and on my website at phyllisamonassociates.com. The book addresses critical information about how we care for and treat our elder citizens in our families, our communities, in nursing homes, and assisted living residences across the country. I'm honored that Dr. Bill Thomas wrote the foreword for the book. So I hope you'll get a copy and encourage your friends and colleagues to do the same. Your support is greatly appreciated. And I hope you'll spread the word on this all important topic. Once you grab your copy of Dignity and Respect, you'll find information on the Caregiver's Guide to Caregiving course and the valuable free bonuses that go along with the course. Again, watch out for information on the Senior Straight Talk homepage and at my website at phyllisamonassociates.com. Senior Straight Talk is proud of the collaborative partnership with the Pass It On Network, a global peer learning network for positive aging advocates and a member of the United Nations Open-Ended Working Group on Aging. Senior Straight Talk and the Pass It On Network continue bringing listeners informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. And now I'd like to introduce today's guests who were my guests 
on Senior Straight Talk last week, two Marine Corps veterans who were determined to expose the inadequacies of care for veterans living with PTSD. These two veterans reunited 42 years after attending their Marine Corps basic officers training. When Lieutenant Colonel Ted Blickwadel shared his experiences at Counselors for Veterans with Jerry Stravey, a published author, it was a natural connection that led to their book, Broken Promises. The story is compelling and heartfelt. And for me personally, the inadequacies of care for veterans is similar to the inadequacies of care for older adults in our nation's nursing homes, many of whom are also veterans. Lieutenant Colonel Blickwadel's story as a whistleblower is a rallying cry for anyone who sees the inadequacies of a system that needs change. I couldn't be more proud and honored to have them here again. So I'm introducing to you Lieutenant Colonel Ted Blickwadel and Jerry Stravey, a former Marine captain, author of the book, Broken Promises. So Ted and Jerry, I'm so glad that you're back with me again today. And last week when we um, had the podcast, we talked more from the big picture right? More from like the gestalt. I love that word. It's one of my favorites. But we wanted to have you back today to talk more about the specifics. So Ted, your experience is more one-to-one direct with with veterans who are, you know, suffering from PTSD. So do you want to talk to that a little bit and say what those experiences have been like and maybe some of the techniques you've used to help people get through that? Well, yeah, as far as the um, the interventions are concerned, there's there's a number of evidence-based interventions. Uh, real quick, there's uh, emotional um, freedom techniques and thought field therapy from the perspective of energy psychology, which is the kind of the cutting edge intervention to deal with trauma. And I will come back to that in a minute. And that's primarily what I had used in dealing with veterans at the vet center, and Prior to the, um, the, the onset of, of that, what has typically been used and evidence-based also are um, prolonged exposure, they call that PE, cognitive processing therapy or CPT, and then eye movement uh, desensitization and reprocessing, EMDR. And ah. these are therapies that... that uh, I think the mainstream has typically heard about and used, they're used in the VA. Um, They are evidence-based and some people, uh, veterans have actually benefited from those. And yet there's a a situation where there's been a high dropout rate uh, in the VA with these interventions. Uh, A lot of the younger uh, veterans coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan haven't been treatment compliant. May, and, may, I just, uh, may I just interject um, for a moment? Sure. Can you talk a little bit about what each one of those interventions means or entails? Just real quick, you know, prolonged exposure, basically um, you're, you're dealing with people, some of their traumatic events. Um, and as those events are coming up, you're having them do um, diaphragmatic breathing, certain kinds of breathing techniques with them to kind of associate a more relaxed state with those triggering events in order to to process that. Uh, Cognitive processing therapy um, is more along the lines of more like closer to cognitive behavioral treatment where you're actually dealing with elements of of a traumatic event or events. And in the process, you're actually developing a narrative about that that you actually write and then process in such a way that you come out the other end and and looking at it having processed it in a different way that's not as triggering or mm. or disturbing as it had been so like re, re, like i'm sorry like reframing it in a way yeah reframing it and okay. then emdr the eye movement desensitization reprocessing is basically um using a bilateral stimulation, a lot of times with eye movements going back and forth as you're dealing like this, as you're dealing with elements of, 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 of trauma, 
certain aspects of it. And you, it, it could be tapping bilaterally, you know, on the legs or, or whatever as you're processing it. Um, but, but nowadays there's, there's this upcoming um, technique. It's been around for a while, but it hasn't been until very recently in the last several years where it's actually become evidence-based. Um, these are the, the interventions under the, the uh, family of, of uh, energy psychology techniques. Hmm. Um, the most common ones are, are the uh, emotional freedom techniques and the thought field therapy, EFT or TFT. And basically what those do is you, you help somebody learn how to um, do tapping on certain points oh. of the body where there is um, acupoints. It's kind of like acupressure or acupuncture without the needles. So you're stimulating those energy meridians, sending messages to where in vital organs and cells in the body, where um, those messages are stored or the impacts of trauma are stored as you're doing that. So you're bringing up the event. And as you're bringing up the event, you're tapping on certain emotions and speaking to it out loud. I, you know, like I, I now release all fear associated right. with trauma. I now release all anger, hatred, you know, uh, re related to this trauma and so on. You go through different tapping points where those emotional meridians are sending messages and it actually is, is stimulating um, the, the neurology of your brain in a certain way, sending those messages, not only through the energy meridians, but through the vagus nerve from um, the brain to the different parts of the body so Where I just, these, I wait, I just want to interject. I'm with, sorry. With these, when, with these, please, with these disturbing um, sorry. Um, memories and are concerned and the, the impacts of this trauma is then able to be cleared in the process of doing that. So that's basically um, how that works. So I was just going to interject before you started mm -hmm. that, when you mm -hmm. said about emotionally, emotional freedom technique, I was going to say that I took a course in tapping um, about two years ago by the guy who invented the tapping process. And I was going to ask you if that's what that was and I've done it myself. So I can say, although obviously I don't have the trauma that veterans have experienced, that I've used it in some of, in some of my own personal emotional challenges. And mm -hmm. I have to say that it has been effective. So I've used that myself. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it's evidence-based. And the nice thing about these family of interventions, you know, typically what the research shows, it takes fewer sessions in order to effectively process it. Typically, the results are longer lasting. It's easy to use, and clients can use it in between sessions once they learn the protocol and not have to depend on a, a counselor necessarily all the time. Uh, to to process things that, that may come up between sessions. So it's it's absolutely uh, you know mind-boggling. And I've had great success with it with veterans um, in, in cases where you know it may be another time there might be a, a time to do a case study. I could run through you know how that's worked with, with some veterans, but it's been very effective. And it needs to be it needs to be incorporated into the VA, which they they have not yet to date, even though there's numerous randomized controlled studies which validate its efficacy and it really needs to be made available to veterans and um, why that's not happening at this point uh, is, is unbelievable given given its effectiveness. Yeah, but obviously counselors would have to be trained in that technique. I'm sure not all counselors are. Um, but the good the great thing about that technique and, and also diaphragmatic breathing, which I use in my empathy course, which is a course about self-care and um, helping people when they are experiencing stress and overwhelm and frustration, is that you know, you don't need any equipment. You don't need anything, right? It's 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 free, really. You're just using your own person, your body parts, your knowledge. So it's certainly you could use it anywhere, anytime. And so I would think that from a, a you know, a financial point of view, that there would be tremendous benefit to that, right? Because well, there is. And, and with veterans in particular, there's been studies done that show that 86% of veterans that have been involved to treat PTSD with emotional freedom 
the emotional freedom technique, EFT, have 86% of them have successfully eradicated the PTSD symptoms. Wow. And they've lasted for, and that's lasted for a longer time compared to other interventions. And these studies have been replicated uh, by, by Dawson Church, um, who's a, a, a very famous uh, practitioner in the field and, and international researcher on this. And he's published studies on that. Ah, that's really terrific. So, and then there was one other, um, one, wasn't there one other technique? I think I kind of stopped you. I'm sorry if I did. Uh, well, the, the thought field therapy, but that's, that's basically the same algorithms in a different order for that you use like you would with EFT to, to process the trauma as well. So, I mean, are there specific examples you could give us or, you know, of, of, of treatments you've been involved in besides just like, you know, saying they've helped? Are there specific examples that you could give us? Obviously, you're not going to. I'll give them. you one quick one. Yeah. And, and then I'd like to, to move on about resources for veterans and where they Absolutely. can go to get this kind of help. But um, so basically, I had a, a, a Vietnam veteran I had seen. Um, in 2011, he had first come in and I was in the process of getting trained uh, in EFT or an adaption of that called synergetic therapy. And so I'd seen him for a couple of years. He, he eventually went to month to month um, uh, sessions, but around 2013, when I started implementing this, now this is a guy that uh, had PTSD he was on a lot of, of anxiety medication mm -hmm. and he was, he had nightmares every night would wake up absolutely soaking wet in the middle of the night, every night for 45 years. Jeez. We were seeing each other month to month. The first two sessions were psycho ed just to, to show him about the effectiveness of it, what it involves, what he can expect. And as we went through the protocol, starting in the third session, and I gave him handouts of what we were doing in session so he could actually follow those same steps on his own and clear things on his own and the impact of past traumas related to his Vietnam experiences. Um, in about four or five months, it got to a point where we cleared most of uh, his uh, traumatic experiences and the negative core beliefs that go along with that wow. using this technique. And it got to a point where he was able to cut his anxiety medication in half and I believe um, with one of them, it was just kind of, he only had to use on an as need basis. So he was able to stop using medications over time. And the beautiful thing is he finally reported um, at one point uh, over the next couple of years that at that point, after that seven month mark, his nightmares had completely stopped, didn't wake up anymore with the night sweats Wow! because you're treating these things at the level of cause, not at the level of effect. You're going right. to the core and not dealing with the symptomatology at the surface like medication does. Right. And I'm not saying medication's bad. In some cases, it's very appropriate, obviously. But um, so he then had, uh, he watched a war movie at one point and then for a two week period, he kind of had a relapse. But when he did the two week period, those nightmares and so forth were not as frequent. They were not as intense. We just did a booster thing. And as far as I know, he hasn't had any issues with that since. I mean, that That's is just an example. Incredible. I, I mean, it's just incredible. I, I can imagine anybody listening would just be blown away by those results. Would you say that those results are, or that result is an anomaly, or would you say that it, it really is typical of the result you would get if you use it's typical of these techniques in general? Hmm. Um, you know, and it's it's replicated over and over and over. Now, does that mean that every single person that uses this intervention isn't necessarily effective for them? No, not in all cases, but in the majority of cases it is. Ah, that's incredible. So I you said that you wanted to talk about resources, and that's very important because I want listeners to know where they could go to access this information, get more information, or even if it's not with you in particular, how they would find out about these techniques if they wanted to do more research on their own to find out more about it. And that's what's really important. So there are three organizations I just briefly want to describe and what they have to offer along this line. The first one 
is the Association for Comprehensive Energy Psychology, or ASEP. Um, and basically, they have been around for 24 years. They promote energy psychology interventions. They have conferences every year. Um, and people from all kinds of disciplines, therapists, yoga instructors, you know, come to this thing because depending on the type of approach you have, you can use whatever techniques you have in therapy and combine it with energy psychology. It doesn't hmm. have to purely be energy psychology, although some people strictly do the energy psychology techniques. And, and so uh, they, on their website, they have this thing called, in fact, I should mention this, I'll mention it twice for each one. So their website is energypsych.org. That's E-N-E-R-G-Y, P is in Papa, S-Y-C-H.org. And on that website, they have a contact us if you have any questions about this resources for resilience, where they have five different categories of typical things that you use uh, energy psychology techniques for. They have three videos in each of those five areas that people can follow to learn how to do that, which they call emotional first aid to help partially process, but, but regulate and stabilize and ground that really helps people to be able to regulate if something's coming up and anyone can do that and, and go there and have that available to them, it's, it's, it's free. And they even have a section, a, a, a icon for find a practitioner. So if you really have some serious stuff you wanna go through, you can go to the find a practitioner tab and actually find a, a practitioner that utilizes these techniques that's closest to you. And awesome. they also have a research tab, that, that an exhaustive research tab to show the effectiveness of this, the randomized controlled studies, which is the, the gold standard of, of research for this and, and how it's effective and, and so on. And they even have um, in-person and online trainings that anybody can do and learn. And you don't have to be a, a, a psychologist hmm. or a licensed practitioner. You can actually learn those techniques, get certified in those techniques in person or online. And you could even use it as like a life coach without having to be licensed necessarily as a therapist. The second one, this, the second one I, I love, you heard me mention Dawson Church, who's done all the research, yeah. a lot of it on, with veterans and EFT and its effectiveness that I referenced before. Well, he helped develop this resource called Stress Solution. Mm -hmm. Stress Solution. And what they offer, it's a nonprofit, and it's a no-cost solution for veterans with PTSD. They have helped over 22,000 veterans to date. These sessions are free that you can sign up for. That's the beautiful thing. And they use uh, emotional, the emotional freedom technique, and, and over 22,000 veterans have benefited. I highly recommend that, plus you get free sessions. You can't beat that with the cutting edge you know, technique of, of dealing with trauma. And their website is simply www.stresssolution.org, all run together, www.stresssolution.org. And um, the last thing I recommend, it's not necessarily energy psychology, but for more people that, that might be interested in an alternative that I found very effective is, is Qigong oh, with, master, yes. with, with master Ming Tong Gu out of Santa Fe. And they have in-person and Zoom programs and retreats. I personally, in dealing with my re retaliation from the VA over the last few years, signed up for a couple programs. And what's really remarkable is you don't even have to talk about trauma. You don't even have to bring up a story and re-trigger yourself just by the process of the Qigong movements that you are guided through with certain kinds of breathing that go with it. And then on the side, there's even a thing called um, um, the, um, the, the organ sound healing Mm -hmm. techniques of the five major organ systems of the body. And there's three certain sounds that go with each of them that you either hum or utter in a certain way 
as, as you're doing some breathing along with it and certain slow movements, that what it does, it shifts the energy field and clears stuck energy to keep it, move it where things are stuck and things get cleared, you know, without even have to talk about anything. It just sort of happens in the process of doing this. And these, some of these Qigong techniques have been around for four or 5,000 years. And Ming, Ming Tang Gu had, had been trained in China at a Qigong hospital, specifically Qigong only for, for healing, not just mental health issues, but cancer, different types of illnesses. And it was very effective. Even some people with stage four cancer actually doing this Qigong consistently and these certain um, routines with it two or three times a day for an extended period were actually able to, to, um, to heal some chronic ailments because it's about the energy behind what's causing things to happen at the surface rather than treating the symptoms at the surface when you're not really dealing with, with the origin or the cause. Have, have so, you heard of, have you heard of Ho'oponopono? I have. And I have heard of him, but I just wanted to mention real quick, the, um, for Master Ming Tongu, it's the Chi Center out in Santa Fe, and people can go to the, to the website and find a host of descriptions and programs they offer along the lines of what I was suggesting, and includes meditation as well. And that would be, at, at, it's simply the chicenter.com, all run together, that's C-H-I, the word center, chicenter.com. Very, very uh, valuable resource. Yes, uh, that sounds fantastic. I've been at an event. Um, I've been at two of them. I'll probably go to the next one next year. And this guy, this person who hosts this event, produces the event, he usually asks people if they want to come like the second day of the event and come do some Qigong in the, in the morning before the, the event starts. Um, so I, I certainly know about it. I haven't looked into it that much, but I myself are going to look into it. But Ho'oponopono, which was started by Dr. Hu Len out of uh, Hawaii. So he was this, uh, he was a doctor called to do work in this um, psych hospital where people were really out of control. There was tremendous staff turnover. And, um, and it's not a story, but as the story goes, because it's, it's a true story, uh, he, he just received all these files. I forgot how many of them there were. And he never saw a patient. And he just, um, it's a ritual. It's a, uh, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. And he just went through each one and said it over and over and over and over again. Like I said, never saw a patient. And the, as the story goes, um, but it is a true story that within some period of time, there were people who became more calm. The staff was, they, was able, they were able to retain staff. People who were shackled were no longer shackled. They were no longer violent. And there were many people who were discharged. So I, you know, there are always new techniques and I think that people have to be open to those, whether it's the VA or anybody, right? That there are, there's a wealth of information out there that can help people. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I'm familiar, I'm familiar with, with that and those four steps. I love you, please forget, you know, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. And in the process of doing that with, with the intent that's being projected behind that is you're basically projecting chi right and, oh, and, and the, other, the other thing the other thing with energy psychology they've done studies where healing has been able to take place at a distance and the wow. remarkable thing about it energy dissipates over distance so how is it that you're able to have very effective healing results at a remote distance. And I'm talking thousands of miles away. So now there's this whole new theory about it's more than just energy. It's, it's, it's information that is just in the unified field that's beyond the energy that's available. And somehow with whatever is going on, you know, it's even beyond the intent of the person doing the projecting because the energy just somehow just happens to go where it needs to go regardless of what you're focusing mm -hmm. on or what you're intending. Not to say that that's not part of it, 
So there's there's more research that they that Bill Bankston, for instance, who's a famous researcher in this area, wants wants to do more studies on just to, to kind of narrow down what's really going on. Oh, that's all fantastic. So mm -hmm. we're going to take a break on Senior Straight Talk, and we'll be back and uh, with more with Ted Liquedo, and we're going to talk more with Jerry Stravey. Right, I got it right this time. Right. And uh, because uh, because Jerry, your your experience writing this book and interviewing people is probably more akin to what the listener experience is. So we'll be right back on Senior Straight Talk. Phyllis Amon, owner of Phyllis Amon Associates, provides strategic solutions to families seeking care for their loved ones and coaches them to become more effective advocates. Her expertise comes from working in over 45 nursing homes. Phyllis, known for her passion, empathy, high-quality care standards, and quality life for older adults, is an experienced educator, speaker, and trainer. She's bridged the gap from healthcare to public and private sector businesses on topics from communication, caregiving, empathy, and novel approaches to team building and leadership. You are tuned in to Senior Straight Talk with Phyllis Heyman. If you'd like to leave us a question or comment about our program, please feel free to email the host at phyllis at seniorstraighttalk.com. Now back to Senior Straight Talk. Welcome back to Senior Straight Talk. I'm here with Ted Blickwadel and Jerry Stravey, and we are continuing the conversation about veterans and the therapy that's available for veterans with PTSD and Ted is obviously very experienced and I would almost say an expert at this. I mean, you're so knowledgeable, but Jerry, um, you know this more through, from the interview part of it, right? Writing this book, Broken Promises. So I think your experience is probably a little more akin to the listener's experience. I mean, I'm just making that assumption. So I'd like you to talk about what that's been like for you to interview some of these veterans and hear what their experiences have been. Okay, that sounds good. You know, what I think I'll do is I'll start the um, little story um, from my initial contact with the material. So I've got to tell you, when uh, Ted and I agreed that we were going to be working together on writing this book, that uh, everything was Greek to me, okay? The whole concept of the vet center program, the VA, I had not had an opportunity to experience it, just knew it by its horrible reputation. And um, while I had been around people with PTSD, my father had PTSD and you know I could relate along those lines, but from a clinical standpoint, which Ted has a lot of experience in, um, that was something I wasn't familiar with. The terminology, uh, the processes, uh, really very, very, very different for me, okay? Now, another thing was interesting is it was a very complicated journey that Ted took starting, I, I'll just start it in March of 2016 when the mandate came out or when things started coming, you know, bubbling up. And fortunately, Ted had a chronology put together, a very detailed chronology, but at the same time, a chronology that if you're not familiar with what's going on, it can be a challenge. In fact, I felt though that it was integral to my understanding the story. And so Ted and I agreed that we would put it in the back of the book as an addendum. Hmm. So when people are trying to follow along and try to get a sense of where this story is going, they can do it with the addendum because the way Ted and I constructed the book, it is not in order, okay? It's in, it's in order, it's written by topic, okay? Each, each paragraph has a different topic. So I just thought I'd kind of share that with you that it, it took me a long time. It took probably about six months to me to really figure I had a handle on exactly how to do this and where it was going. So thank you, Ted, for your patience. So anyway, um, interviewing. One of the things that um, we agreed on in the very beginning was I, for me to have a better understanding and to be able to internalize what was involved with not only the, the PTSD veterans, but counselors, was for me to talk to them personally, uh, separate and far away from what Ted had documented. Again, let me go regress a little bit. 
Ted provided a mountain of material that was well organized. It was in chronological order. And it was, um, if you were a research kind of person, um, you, you would be very impressed with the way that this was put together, which made writing the book a whole lot easier. Well, I just want to interject that I could see that because that's how he presents the information in a very organized, methodical way. So right. I could see that that's how the written information would be presented. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, I read all the material over and over and over again until I finally could figure out what was going on uh, and then started doing interviews. Okay. And then a whole new perspective. Uh, I received a whole new perspective doing the interviews because now we're talking to uh, uh, PTSD veterans and counselors. And sometimes they cross because some of the counselors, you know, have PTD, PTSD issues themselves. Hmm. So um, it was really, you know, it, you know, it was, it was just a soup full of all kinds of different variables that we had to take into consideration. So I got my little recorder out and I think I probably interviewed close to 30 people. All right. Uh, some of Ted's family I interviewed because I wanted to get a whole uh, an insight on what it was like to live with someone who is afflicted with some of these same things that these people I was going to interview. And at the same time was a counselor. So Ted's a perfect, you know, a, you know, a perfect, a perfect, perfect example of who I was interviewing. But I wanted to get it from the family's perspective too. So the family was very generous and spent hours talking with them. So I'm very appreciative of that. And then of course, hours and hours with Ted interviewing him. But what I had found basically when I was interviewing that there's a lot of commonality in these people that I was interviewing. One of them was sincerity. These people were sincere. And I'm not saying the word intense because I never found counselors or PTSD people intense. Part of the fact is the counselors have the training and these people, the veterans that I was interviewing, they had been, um, they had been um, treated by the counselors. Okay. So they all had a commonality of sincerity. All right. Gentle. I cannot tell you how gentle, but mm. confident these people are. Mm. And all of it, a byproduct of the vet center program, which we, Ted and I mentioned in the book that we're not here to disparage the VA or the vet center program. We're here to try to explain something that happened, something that's ongoing, something that needs to be fixed to help and to honor what we know is a very, very valuable organization. Also, one of the things I noticed, not only were they confident, but they were also very cognizant of what the VA is. They had a big picture, all of them, what the VA is, and then all the different um, uh, departments and areas of the VA, including on down to the VA center program. They knew exactly what it was. They were very familiar. I, I never found anybody not aware, okay? And not only were they aware of it, they saw the pros and they con the cons. None of them were judgmental. Some of them were sometimes very, very disappointed and frustrated, uh, but I never found these people to be at all harsh in any sense of the word. They were hopeful. They were grateful. They, um, they were also, they are all very generous people. Okay. They're generous with their time. I mean, I had as much time as I wanted to speak with any of them. It was never an issue how much time. And they were very transparent, never had a problem with any of them uh, not being willing to explain something. Because I asked a lot of deep personal questions, questions that any of us would be uncomfortable with. But for me, it was also a way of engaging their interest and their commitment to um, help helping uh, rectify this situation. A lot of this was a part trying to rectify a situation. And so when Ted initially reached out to all of them and asked them to uh, accept my phone calls, emails or whatever to do the interview, made it very clear this was not a witch hunt. This was, a, this was an opportunity to find out what the situation was, what, what ramifications of what other changes have been made and what these people recommended that we do. And it was really one of the neat things come out of the interviews was we had recommendations from these uh, folks, the counselors, then they, some of them were current counselors, some of them were retired, all of them anonymous because as you know, Ted expected a lot of experienced, unbelievable vindictive treatment from the um, VA, uh, VA vet center program uh, managers. 
So we had to keep it very quiet, hush us. And I'm, I don't reveal or tend, I don't reveal on the book anybody whom we spoke to. But um, they were very transparent and told us and, and contributed to some of the findings in the book that you'll find part in the book. We have um, some very concise things, um, summations and uh, recommended actions and that sort of thing. So um, I just want to interject something, if, is, if I may, at this point, yeah. because yeah. as you're describing your conversations and interactions with these people uh -huh. as gentle, I don't know about other listeners, but that's not what I, my, the stereotype that I have in my head about what the conversation would be like. So it's, I'm so glad that you were able to share that and shed light on that, because that's not what I would assume. Phyllis, that's a very important point because, again, I was raised in a household uh, with a PTSD. It was not gentle. Hmm. And what that speaks to here is these were people that had treatment through hmm. VA Beth Center. And there was a lot of good that came out of it. It doesn't mean that all these people weren't haunted and they were in pain, emotional pain, but they're gentle. All right. And I, and I, I too was uh, surprised, delighted because, you know, when I'm traveling across New England and these other places and I'm driving to these strange places and these homes and stuff, you don't know what right. you're going to experience. Right. right. And so right. Um, one other thing I wanted to say is what I found was that these, all these people have huge hearts, hmm. vulnerable hearts and unfortunate Many of them are not equipped to protect themselves hmm. and their Interesting. And I think what we hope to do in this book, one of the many things, is to help more people protect their hearts. Oh my goodness, how impactful is that? I think there are probably a number of people who, beyond veterans even, that have mm -hmm. challenges in that area. Right. I can relate to that statement. So that really resonated with me. So your, oh. your interactions were, were then probably not what you expected based on your own personal experience. No, no, they were not. Um, yes, um, they, they're not what I expected. Um, it was much more um, intimate, um, personal, revealing. And I've, one of the couple of things that I talked to Ted about this, Speaking with these people, it just magnified the responsibility we had as co-authors to get out there and get this story out to people, okay? Mm -hmm. It was almost, I wouldn't say it was burdensome, but it was a heavy responsibility I felt when I was interviewing them. And I, 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 I gotta tell you, they were exhausting interviews, emotionally, I physiologically, bet. exhausting interviews. And um, mm -hmm. I said, you know, I told Ted, I don't want your job. You know, there's just no way I could do that counseling because while I wasn't counseling, you know, still dealing with the people that were carrying the challenges and what they, they, they carry. But yeah, it was, um, well, it was, life, would, it was definitely life-changing for me. That's for sure. I, I, would, I would say if, if you, any person has any degree of empathy, so I'm a speech and language pathologist, obviously very different, but if you have any degree of empathy and speak with a person who's having whatever challenges they're having, whether it's a family member or the person themselves, it's, it's hard not to, to take on some of that, right? For, for it to become, because true empathy is you're connecting with them where they are. So even though you, you may not feel it yourself to that degree, you, you have a sense of, you know, being, I'll say like being there with them and that feeling and that that's can be very draining, especially it's something that goes on for hours and hours and hours. Yeah, I, 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 it's just the internalization of what you're hearing. And um, I think of these people all the time, you know. I um, Have you kept up relationships with some of them based on your interviews? None of them. Is that something that it was intentional or is it part of just being an author or is it something that you felt that you needed to do is create emotionally create that distance? 
I had to emotionally create the distance hmm. so I could write the book. Now, it is my intention to get back to all of them and thank them. Right. Uh, and, well, you know, right. But I just felt at this point, um, it, it, it was too, it, I had to keep the distance so I could finish writing the book. Right. So now that you've finished writing the book, do you think that there has been an impact of the, the, the cumulative effect of all those interviews on you? Absolutely. Can Absolutely. You, can you say in what way? Um, okay. It kind of gets personal here, so I hope you don't mind. Um, no, please. I mean, if, um, if, because if it's not uncomfortable for you, feel free. Oh, it's uncomfortable as can be, but I'll do it anyway. So um, the uh, people that I know who have PTSD and the people I experienced that I know have PT PTSD and one, and I was, uh, I was a victim of someone who had PTSD and um, it has changed my perspective, okay? Hmm. It has changed my perspective uh, on that person and or persons. And so it's been a relief of a burden that I have had to carry of judgment, being judgmental and some hatred. Hmm. So, you know, they talk about forgiveness, but sometimes I don't think you can say, oh, I forgive you, blah, blah, blah. But until you can internalize what that person, who they are and what they're going through and try to get as close as you can, not to walking in their shoes, but getting a better picture of what's going on with them. I don't think you can truly Forgive them because forgiveness is not really has nothing to do with them. It has to do something internally with you. And if you cannot internalize that forgiveness, um, it's worthless. And so I felt that because I had the opportunity to spend time with these uh, individuals and those that were treating them, that I was released of... Um, Huh. released of the hatred huh. that's interesting so so it it was a cathartic experience for you in some way very cathartic but a cathartic experience that had direct impact on you. that's so do you think that you has it positively impact or well i would assume if it, it it was a healing kind of situation that usually the result of that is positive do you see how that has impacted your life or relationships or approach to things because oh, yeah. at least some mm -hmm. of that yeah i think so i definitely when you look at a situation like we've been discussing the biggest thing it has done for me is become i become less judgmental of others and um more empathetic but at the same time i haven't i don't take on um the conflict i don't internalize it like i used to I said, that is not about me. What is about me is being helpful, understanding, and supportive, but I have no responsibility to internalize it such that it um, has a negative impact on my life. And I, and, and I don't mean that from a cold or a distancing standpoint. It's just we all have to set boundaries and we have to protect um, our own soul, our own spirit. And to take on someone else's burden does not do that. But to okay. be there for right. them and try to be supportive, that will strengthen that both of them. I, I mean, you know, I, I'm feeling what you're saying, and I'm hoping that listeners will will take what you're saying and think of how they can bring that into their own lives, whether they're veterans or families of veterans or not. But this is is such valuable information, and even Ted the the techniques that you described, I mean, these are not only for veterans, as I said, I used tapping myself, that there are, you know, people struggling with different challenges that can find a path using some of these techniques that can help them. And as Jerry says, as it helps you, it helps the people around you in your relationships, whether they be personal or professional. So on that note, um, I think um, I'm a little choked up. <laughs> when we started last time, I was choked up talking to you two military guys, right? But now I'm choked up because this has really affected me. I've really internalized all of this and I'm thinking about my own journey. 
as especially Jerry as you're talking and it's it um it really resonates and I'm if it resonates with me I'm sure it resonates with many 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 other people so I can't thank the two of you enough for making time again this week so we can continue the conversation and I'm sure the book Broken Promises will do well uh Ted or Jerry do you want to say how people can get the book or find out more information or reach either of you in case they want to do that. Well, on the website that we've told you about before, vabreakingpromises.com has information about the book, an order tab that takes people right to Amazon. And there'll be other places that people can go to get the book through the website that's not necessarily Amazon. That's unfolding as we speak. And so it has other things too, um, regarding a media tab with all the media interviews that have been done locally and nationally uh, with various networks on the issue, uh, references tab for the book, for all the supporting documentation. And there's a contact tab where people can submit comments, questions, or request speaking engagements if they want. And that um, goes directly to us. Oh, that's terrific. So, you know, I just, like I said, I can't thank you enough. And um, this has been very impactful. And who knows, maybe we'll do another one um, down the road. I have a, um, I, I'm just sharing this, that I have a friend who's working on a program for veterans. And um, as she um, comes closer to fruition with developing her program, I, I was talking to her about the two of you, and she's anxious to speaking with you and seeing if, you know, she could you know, their collaborative opportunities in some way she can help you guys and in some way you can help her. So that would be fantastic. So we'll, we'll keep in touch and um, keep it going. So thanks for taking the time again. And uh, please join me on the next episode of Senior Straight Talk for more informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. And this is Phyllis Amon signing off for today. So please remember to like, click and share the episodes. And until next time, stay safe, stay well, and stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Senior Straight Talk. Join your host, Phyllis Amon, again soon for another episode on the Voice America Empowerment Channel or your favorite podcast platforms.